Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of sports, DFS, and gambling. With over five years of hot takes and millions of downloads later, I guess he's been doing something right. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Hello, welcome to the show, folks. We have Thursday Night Football on tap, and we have the Vikings, so you know what that means. It's prime time, Kirk Cousins in the mix. Oh, you know, for those who don't know and are uninitiated, Kirk Cousins currently has the worst prime time record of any QB of all time. He is 11 and 18. 11-18. Now, is that all his fault? It's complicated. It's complicated. I'll say this. He has definitely lost his team multiple games in primetime. He's definitely not shown up in certain games in primetime. He's also put up some good games in primetime and still lost. And yes, He has won some primetime games and has looked awful. That's why I say it's complicated because, like many things in life, it varies. So when I look at this game against the Eagles, you're playing the Eagles uh, in Philly. The Vikings got stomped by this matchup last year, for those of you who may remember. I mean, absolutely blasted out of uh, Monday Night Football. This was not pretty for the Vikings, and that was like the uh, coming out party for the Eagles, if you will. So, stylistically, this matchup does not look great for the Vikings. But, the Philly defense does have a number of injuries in their secondary and linebacking core. So, this is actually a better spot for them than it was last year. Does that even remotely mean we consider the Vikings? Eh, it depends on what you're looking to do. Because the line is 7.5 for Philly. The hook actually makes it somewhat appealing for the Vikings. Could I see the Vikings doing a backdoor cover to get this at 7 like uh, to close out the game? Yes, I can actually see a backdoor cover s- scenario. For the Vikings. Do I think the Vikings win this game? Absolutely not. This would take Jalen Hurts and the Philly offense having a massive fumble. Because even if Kirk Cousins plays well, I still don't see how this Vikings defense actually does a decent enough job stopping Philly when they want to move the ball. Because if... Philly decides they want to run the ball. I think they can run on the, uh, this uh, Vikings front pretty much all day long. If they want to throw deep, technically, I think the Vikings are going to have issues trying to cover A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, for that matter. So, how do the Vikings actually stop Philly? I think they kind of have to blitz and pray. <laughs> like That's basically what it kind of comes down to. I think they're going to have to give enough different looks to Jalen Hurts to force him to release the ball before he's ready and just hope he can't make the hot read uh, or the uh, the appropriate hot read, if you will, 
on s- certain throws. And like I said, uh, blitz and pray, not exactly a viable strategy. It has not worked for the Giants in recent times. I would not be surprised if Philly puts up uh, 30, uh, 30 points or more tonight. But we still have a slate to consider, so let's get right on uh, to it. Because, uh, yeah, as it stands, you know, you, you, like we, we, we don't have anything else on, on tap for tonight, so... Uh, I'm more than willing to uh, uh, make a go of this one and and see what we can do here because uh, you know everyone's expecting the Vikings to get completely blown out. Um, let's try to see if we can put together a script where uh, this game stays moderately competitive uh, throughout. So uh, we're gonna take a look through some of the prices and yeah, kind of make a go of it. So. Right off the bat, the number one thing that stands out to me is that because of the Philly running back situation, you've got Kenneth Gainwell ruled out, who was essentially the primary back in week one. DeAndre Swift, who was the offseason signing for Philly, didn't play much. He only had like about one carry. I think he only played about 30% of the snaps, too, so it was just a, kind of a weird like a weird choice to make the offseason signing and then don't play the dude. But DeAndre Swift's only 4K in salary on DraftKings, and it's just too cheap. The problem is, because it's so cheap, everyone's going to play DeAndre Swift. Like, it's it's actually uh, curious what... What we do with Philly, because I'm expecting significant ownership on DeAndre Swift. And I'm hoping I'm not overthinking this, because with the price tag being that cheap, you can actually fit in Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown pretty easily with Justin Jefferson. That's the route I believe will be the most common for builds, is kind of going down that road of... DeAndre Swift getting the workload, and then you just start loading up on all the studs because, as I said, you can fit in, uh, you can fit in uh, the big guns for Philly, and get Justin Jefferson in the mix. That's the initial uh, sideline that I'm seeing on my end because, again, from a salary standpoint, I'll give I'll give you I'll give you an uh, I'll give you an example. So essentially, and this is you know up to how anyone can interpret this, but with the running back situation, you can fit in Jalen Hurts, uh, uh, Jalen Hurts, Devonta Smith, Kirk. Justin Jefferson with DeAndre Swift in the captain spot and throw in a cheap, uh, cheap, uh, cheap spot. And there are some cheapies that are going to play because again, you know, you have the Rashad Pennies of the world. You have the Boston Scots of the world, uh, who are all going to start factoring in. Um, there's a third string running back. Well, actually he's not even third string. He's technically the backup, but 
it's a little bit of a murky situation. You have a Ty Chandler for uh, the Vikings on the other side. Like th- there are other plays that can essentially uh, make sense uh, in this spot. But um, we're gonna take a quick break, and I'm gonna get into where I'm leaning towards in terms of the build because I, I think we got to figure out what kind of game script we want because I, I think it's obvious that DeAndre Swift is probably the best play, but because he's the best play, it's going to get real chalky in terms of what I think the captain spot's going to end up being at. So, um, yeah, stick around, and we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready. All right, and we are back. So, in terms of builds... The guy I'm thinking about that is essentially, I should say the forgotten man, everyone remembered because he only got one target last week, that's Dallas Goddard for the Eagles, who usually is a primary focal point of the offense, and all Philly fans could talk about was how they struggled against New England and the fact that Goddard only got one target. I think that changes quite a bit tonight. It's the reason why I'm leaning towards Goddard in the captain spot. It, it pivots off of a very popular play in Swift. And you can still fit in Justin Jefferson uh, with Hertz. So it gives you a viable option um, in that regard. Uh, and the other piece of it is that if you really want to get creative, it actually gives you another route to go if Again, I would say this is GPP only if you want to go the fading Justin Jefferson route. The reason why I bring up Justin Jefferson is salary. He's 12400 on DraftKings. Obviously the most expensive player on the slate. Obviously the best uh, player in this game. Well, I know the Philly fans will say that A.J. Brown's close to Justin Jefferson, but let's just be honest with ourselves here. I, I mean, from the standpoint of the game theory, Justin Jefferson uh, will probably outscore most players in this game, if not all of them. The question is by the delta of which he outscores uh, the players in this game. That becomes the question. Now, if DeAndre Swift does anything in this game, it's going to be really hard for a Justin Jefferson captain lineup uh, to do anything. And as I said, in the flex spot, if DeAndre Swift captain does score a big amount, 
the different combinations of players that will likely be optimal kind of puts you in the dust. So th- this kind of feels like a slate where you might have to hope for a script where just Jefferson gets isolated by the Philly defense and Cousins has to go to other spots. And you can even look at a TJ Hawkinson who would be open in that scenario if all the attention is being drawn to Justin Jefferson. The seam route to uh, TJ Hawkinson should be open if that's the uh, approach Philly takes with uh, guarding Jefferson, which they probably should. But uh, there is a high risk of of fading Justin Jefferson. I'm not saying fade Justin Jefferson. I'm saying more be uh, don't go all in with every single one of your lineups on Justin Jefferson. Just because I do see a pathway where he doesn't get there, especially if DeAndre Swift is productive and gets a touchdown uh, for Philly. I-, I think that puts you in a very awkward spot with trying to beat uh, uh, beat lineups uh, tonight just because I think this game does have uh, some scoring. And if the other pieces are getting touchdowns, it makes it nearly... Uh, Insurmountable for Justin Jefferson to be optimal tonight. If you get a ton of scoring, but it's uh, the ancillary players, uh, you know, realistically, you would need Justin Jefferson to catch like 15 balls. Uh, if the other uh, if the other players are uh, scoring touchdowns and not him, so uh, I think there are multiple ways for Justin Jefferson can uh, can fail tonight, but. Uh, in terms of in terms of not being optimal, I should say that. It's like, I'm not seeing ways for him to fail as in not being able to score well. I'm saying fail as in fail as not being the uh, overall best lineup, which, you know, again, you're, you're trying to win a milli, um, you know, up top with DraftKings. So that that's where I'm saying it's like, I don't necessarily see the milli winner, um... I don't necessarily see the Millie winner having Justin Jefferson in the lineup with uh, with things stand as it is with the pricing. I, I think if Philly scores the way I think they could score, it makes it very difficult for Justin Jefferson to get there. I, I think you're you're gonna need Kirk uh, to get lock vision on Jefferson and just keep force feeding him the ball. And when he force feeds the ball like that. That actually puts the defense in play for a pick six. That's why I think, you know, given Kirk's history, um, he's probably going to play this more reasonably than that and not force feed the ball. So that's why I'm also thinking that this game's closer is that if he distributes the ball and you get TJ Hawkinson in the mix, uh, maybe Jordan Addison as well. He's only 6,400. Hawkinson, 6,800. Maybe you run those two pieces. You don't necessarily need to play Cousins. Um, and then you play DeAndre Swift on top. It, it gets you a little bit different than, uh, well, I say very different from the rest of the field. But, uh, yeah, it, interesting slate to try some game theory because I, I think it's an obvious Philly win. I do think the Vikings can backdoor cover and get inside that 7.5 number. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got, folks. So, uh, 
hopefully, hopefully Philly loses. Uh, cause, uh, you know, seeing Eagles fans like way too happy in Philly is uh, not a great sight. But hey, well, what can you do? But uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for me. Have a good one, folks. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major outlets.